Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the Battery Street Studios of KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman. And this is Bay Current for Tuesday, November 23rd. I'm in San Jose, and that's the sound of Elizabeth Holmes walking out of court Monday afternoon. The walk from the courthouse entrance to the four-door Hyundai compact that picked her up literally only took about a minute. But for the photographers there, whose job it is to catch that shot, these one-minute bursts of action are what it's all about. Tell me who you are affiliated with. Uh, I'm actually a freelancer, but today I'm shooting for Reuters. For Reuters. Uh, have you been out here like every day since this thing started? How often do you get out here? Uh, this is actually my, only, my second time out here shooting. Oh, really? Okay. How about you? Uh, my first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you a freelancer? You Freelancer. I'm here with AFP today. Okay, cool. How about you? I'm a freelancer. Uh, this is my second time shooting the Theranos case, um, and I am freelancing for Getty Images. Yeah, there's other people that have covered this a few more times than us, but I think it somewhat died down um, until, what was it, Friday, she took the stands, yeah. and now the media is kind of back out here again. So as freelancers, what's this assignment like? Like, what do you prepare for when you're coming out here? Are you, we hear the stories, you know, the, the Elizabeth, you know, stands that dress up like her, and you might see 20 or 30 of them one morning, the next morning there's no one here. Like, what are you preparing for? I mean, for me, when I get put on an assignment, I kind of just you don't always know what you're walking into. So you just kind of come with your normal gear and kind of give yourself as much time as you can. I got here at like, I would, aim was seven o'clock. I got here by like 7.20. Just to That's like basically prep. seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, is there anything that you're, you know, trying to keep, obviously the money shot's probably Elizabeth walking out, but what else are you looking for? Um, that's the main thing, you know, you want to get that main shot that they want. And then I guess if there's time, you try to get creative with the light and try to show it in a way that you don't typically see, but that's really hard when you just have 30 seconds of her walking in and out of the door. Seen anything weird that stands out? Not particularly, but, um, you know, the shots do get very repetitive because it's the same shot, you know, every day. Uh, so trying to make it unique is always a challenge and the creative challenge for us photojournalists. And has she pretty much just been the same? I mean, she's just head down, in and out. When she, She's not really doing much. No, she's not doing anything. Same blue mask, dress, yeah. Is she wearing the black turtleneck still? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't think We're pulling out the camera to see. I think she had, she a, had a, a blue dress and a blazer on today. Yeah, yeah. In past photos, I was Googling last night. I didn't see the turtleneck. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'll let you guys get back to work. Thanks for giving me a couple minutes. Appreciate it. Back in August, the federal fraud trial of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes began like many high-profile court cases usually do. 
like a circus, as you just heard. But in the weeks and months since, with court delays and hours upon hours of testimony, heavy on intricate, granular scientific and financial data, the trial hasn't been the media sensation it once was. Not anymore. All eyes are back on the federal courthouse in San Jose, with the enigmatic Holmes right where you'd expect, at the center of it all. After the prosecution rested its case on Friday last week, Holmes was the first defense witness called, the first to testify in her own defense, re-energizing the trial which has captivated Silicon Valley and the startup industry. Beyond the crush of photographers and media, there's renewed public interest. And if you're willing to be one of the first in line, as early as 3 or 4 a.m., you could land yourself a seat in the courtroom. Like Sissy from Santa Cruz. She told my KCBS radio colleague Keith Minconi she wasn't going to miss seeing Holmes testify. I've been coming on and off for about three weeks. Okay. And what, what is the uh, interest for you in this case? During shelter in place, I, I live in Santa Cruz and I walk the beaches and I became aware of it then and I just couldn't get enough information from podcasts and books, reading Tyler Schultz's book, um, that it's kind of local. Um, it just fascinated me. Um, I think in human nature, uh, I, I don't think she started off with malice and it fascinates me to where the point is that she couldn't back off than having these heavy hitters in our country with money and prestige who were believing in her, that perhaps she started believing in it. Um, so it was kind of like a real-life mystery. Actually being able to hear Elizabeth Holmes uh, speak today, uh, what does that add to the story for you? It gave me chills. Um, at one point, I really did hear her voice change to more of her natural voice. Um, <clears throat> uh, it made hearing her makes her so real. I've been in the main courtroom for my previous. This is my first time in overflow, and um, it was important to hear her voice with her person. I just hope the jury hears it that way. Um, I will just say one of the uh, most um, impressive moments of the trial to me was when I entered as a spectator in the beginning. And then I saw her mother, and I had a sense of a being a, more of a voyeur. And that was an emotion that I was trying to deal with, how real it is and how multi-generational it is. Did, do you feel like you learned anything hearing Elizabeth Holmes speak in her own words today? I don't trust her. Hmm. I have re-watched the documentaries since I've been coming, and I hear heard things in the documentary that um, she says that she's the CEO, the founder, and it stops with her. Here I get a sense that it's, um, that she's not taking that uh, responsibility. But hearing her voice is epic. <laughs> hearing her talk is, yeah. Inside, where no cameras or audio equipment are allowed, that's where the real action is. And that's where our reporters were. Yes, reporters, plural. We had two of them on hand for the first full day of Elizabeth Holmes' testimony, the first day she was the only witness to take the stand. 
I caught up with them after they emerged from the fluorescent lights of the courtroom into the San Jose sunshine. So here we are standing outside the Robert F. Peckham U.S. Courthouse, about 2.14 in the afternoon. Absolutely stellar day down here in San Jose, California. Why are we down in San Jose outside of a courthouse? Why else? Elizabeth Holmes testifying today. Not one, but two. Double barrel KCBS coverage. KCBS Radio's Keith Midconey and from KCBSRadio.com, our digital editor, Marcus White. So you guys got in. Like, there were, evidently this morning was a line about like 5 or 6 a.m. of of folks, uh, fans, is that what you call them, spectators? And, and then obviously the, the, the crush of the media wanting to see and listen to her testify. How does it work to even get in? Well, uh, Marcus White is probably the best person to take this question because he is the one who actually did get in originally. I, uh, so Keith, you basically sent him and we're just like updating via text, like, did we get our passes yet? I, did we get our passes yet? I can't describe all of my methods uh, for <laughs> reporting. Uh, in this particular case, uh, I got a text from Marcus last night saying, when are you going to get there? I'm going to get there at 6.30 a.m. because the line is supposed to start early. I thought, Marcus White, you're a crazy man. There's no reason that that is going to need to happen. So I showed up at 8 and it was too late for a 9 a.m. trial. So really? I did not get in for the first several hours. Uh, Marcus, uh, how was the how were the first few hours of the case? So I got here just before 7 a.m., a little past my targeted time, and the line was deep. We were already basically out on First Street in line. So do media and like the general public have to basically hang out in the same line? Everybody's to... in the same line. So some media were here even before 4 in the morning. Uh, it, throughout the day, the whispers kept getting earlier and earlier mm. about when the line started. I'd heard someone came in at 3 a.m. Then by the time I left the courthouse, people were saying someone got here at 1 a.m. So prosecution rested on Friday, and she took the stand as defense began its case on Friday, putting her on the stand so early, pretty unconventional, I think, in any to, to put the person on trial on the stand super duper early in their defense. But today she was the only one to testify in, in the full day of court. So why? Keith, what, what, what do you think the strategy is there for uh, her defense to get her out publicly so fast? Well, the heart of this case, what really needs to be established, it's not just enough to prove that she was making factually inaccurate statements when she was the head of Theranos about her company's blood testing technology. They also need to prove that she actually had a plan to defraud investors. She was willfully misleading them in a scheme to bilk them out of money. So intent is the absolute heart and soul of what uh, the prosecutors need to prove and what the defense needs to disprove. So she is the only person who, who can speak to her intent. And for the first two and a half months uh, of the trial, we've just been hearing this litany of uh, evidence in the form of witnesses who have worked with her, in the form of emails, in the form of various corporate documents that all attest to serious problems with the Theranos technology and also implicating that she was at very much in the loop mm -hmm. as uh, those problems came to light and uh, the company uh, tried to uh, address them over uh, the years of the company's uh, existence. So an another factor here, of course, is that uh, Elizabeth Holmes is a famously persuasive human being. Right. That is her superpower, those uh, big blue eyes, that mm -hmm. deep voice, and it's, the, it's, it, it's that voice that was was so pivotal in getting this company off the ground in the first place, getting them those millions and millions of dollars uh, of funding. So it's possible the defense saw an opportunity here to put a famously persuasive person into the hot seat and see if she can uh, save this uh, case. Because, you know, the analysis from a lot of legal observers are that the defense right now is in a very difficult position. Yeah. So basically she is her, her, 
her own best witness in her defense, which is wild. Give me, Marcus, your impressions of her testimony today, just the way she carried herself. Was it convincing? Did she seem to have her facts organized? How was she? Deliberate and controlled, mm. I would say, or the two I think words. those are probably adjectives that have been used to describe her more than a few times, too. Yes, I would yeah. say it was noticeable anytime she testified, she was looking directly at the lead defense attorney, unless he directed her to explain something to the jury or she was looking at a document, then she would look down. Otherwise, focusing straight ahead mm -hmm. on her attorney. And Keith made a great point about intent. A lot of the procedural kind of emails they were going through today is establishing that, okay, she was getting good feedback about the results of Theranos. She was getting good information that showed positive results and yeah. positive returns and that she took people's word. And they're trying to establish again that as Keith noted, she didn't willfully defraud investors. She was just going under the information she had. Was there at any point that where you got a sense, at least for a second, that up, oh, she's thinking, she's she's not sure, she's not, or was she that polished in there? A couple of stumble, you know, the normal kind of conversational stumbles of, yeah. oh, can you repeat the question, sure. or let me look at the document. But she seemed very well prepared. I wouldn't quite go as far to say rehearsed, but deliberate, I think, is the best way to describe her words and her testimony. I think that this may have been a disappointing day for some of the people that showed up, because today was very much a nuts and bolts, let's make sure that we have that timeline of how the company developed, of how this technology developed, uh, very much in place in a very granular form. So it wasn't big emotional sweeping statements. Mm -hmm. It was really more, uh, do you recognize this document? Mm -hmm. uh, does it attest to your understanding of the current technology at that time? Yes, it does. You know, it was really just very fine-grained, laser-focused stuff like that. So three, none of, sorry, go, go ahead, three words uh, repeated a lot by her attorney, state of mind, establishing ah, her yeah. state of mind reading these documents. Not necessarily if the documents were true, but her state of mind interpreting the documents, reading the emails, etc. Does she come across to you the way that she does, in, or at least has in the past, in, in the various interviews and documentaries that we've seen of, of her, of being... You know, very controlled, if if not rehearsed much of the time, just incredibly composed, almost to a. I hate to use the word weird, but just you don't meet that many people or see that many people who are that composed. I think if you had closed your eyes at portions mm -hmm. of her testimony, it would be hard to distinguish from her previous yeah. media interviews. It was very much keeping with her previous appearances. I. Curious for your thoughts, Keith. I got no sense that there was a dropping of the veneer. This is who she was. This is who she presented herself. And it's kind of in line with what we've seen from her before. Well, you certainly saw more of it than I did. Uh, we, we didn't mention how I got in. I actually managed to get in because a nice San Jose couple had a plane flight to catch. And I caught them on their way out and they gave me their ticket. So that's how I made it in for the last <laughs> hour and a half. That's how so journalism wait, 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 happens, wait. people. They came to the trial before they went to the airport? Yeah, it was a part of their day. It was a part of their uh, Thanksgiving excursion. So they're, they're on vacation this week, wanted wow. to start it off right with a, a trial date in a San Jose courtroom. Yeah. I mean, look, that may sound strange to, you know, someone. That's what they wanted to do, so good on them. They're probably, they're, they just kicked off their vacation in, on, like, the right, the right foot. And good not the only people here on vacation. I talked to one person really? in line who used a vacation day to come here, overheard another couple. They drove down from Roseville. They're educators. They had the whole week off. They mm -hmm. were like, we're going to go see the Holmes trial. That was before they realized yeah. she was taking the stand. So obviously oh, they wow. were thrilled when they got here. Christmas early. She was taking the stand. Uh, after she testified Friday, they were expecting the first few days this week to be when they would have the most spectators wanting to get in. 
generally the, the sense that you get is that there's a recognition that this is a case that is not just local significance, it doesn't just involve very recognizable local companies and local personalities. It, it's, it's really a trial that involves national figures as well. I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, Jim Mattis, yeah. you know, former defense secretary yeah. invested in this company. So it's- The late George Schultz, who was you know, the secretary of state in the Reagan administration. Ex um, exactly. Henry and Kissinger, the list goes on and on. And so here we are in this little strip of San Jose that like a lot of us just go to to get our morning cup of coffee <laughs> uh, for us South Bay folks. And uh, here we have this like little bit of history unfolding. So it's, it's pretty understandable why people wanted in on that. But like, is, is there like an emotional connection that people talk about with Elizabeth Holmes? Because she's not, she doesn't give off those like warm and fuzzy vibes, right? She just, I can understand how maybe uh, for a lot of women, she's very inspiring. If founder, chairman and CEO of a, at the time, very successful company. Um, but just any emotional connection people talk about with her? It's interesting. I, I did talk to one woman who made the trip from Santa Cruz, and she was referring to the lack of emotional connection she had with Elizabeth until coming to the trial. Really? Then she saw Elizabeth with her mother, and she felt almost like voyeuristic. Okay. Like maybe she shouldn't be seeing this. She saw what she felt to be genuine emotion between her and her mother and kind of seeing that human sensitive side. Interesting. As for the emotional connection, I, I wonder if it's more of a, a curious connection. It's curiosity. It's the oh, same sure. same reason that drove people to read the books, to read the journalistic reports, to watch mm -hmm. the documentaries. That same kind of curiosity of how did she manage to allegedly, as the government is arguing, yeah. defraud so many of these people, so many people we just mentioned, high profile people who didn't bat an eye at what she was claiming. And I think people want to get to the bottom of it themselves. Awesome. Guys, great work uh, and long day for you very early. Well, at least one of you, Marcus. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Trying is half the battle, Keith, and we do appreciate it. That's what, that's what they say. Yeah, that's exactly. What they say. He's Keith Binconi, KCBS Radio, along with Marcus White. KCBSradio.com, you can read much more of their coverage of uh, today's uh, full testimony from Elizabeth Holmes on kcbsradio.com. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to my KCBS radio colleagues, Keith Minconi and Marcus White. And you can find all of their coverage at kcbsradio.com. And coming up on tomorrow's Bay Current. Well, let's see. Going way back, the Unabomber. No way. Yeah, Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, but it did turn out not to be a trial. Okay, Unabomber, who else? Barry Bonds. Proposition 8, the same-sex marriage trial, uh, lots of Apple Samsungs, and Scott Peterson, that was six months worth, wow. <laughs> I got a few months off, and then Michael Jackson, down in 2005, his child molestation trial. She's had a front row seat to some of the biggest trials in the history of California and the United States, including the Elizabeth Holmes trial tomorrow, my conversation with legendary courtroom artist Vicki Berenger, whose pencil, pen, and watercolors provide the world with the only look we get of the action happening in the courtroom. Vicki is awesome. It was one of the most fun, interesting conversations I've had in a while. Don't miss it. Subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Apple or Google Podcasts, or just about anywhere you listen. And you can catch Bay Current on YouTube on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.